Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. I am so freaking excited to talk to you about this today. First and foremost, like first and foremost, I want you to send this to your friends. Send this to your partner. Send this to your family. Send this to grandparents. Send, like, Help me spread the word that tantrums are not the same as meltdowns and how you handle them are completely different. So often, so many parenting experts and doctors and teachers and moms and dads and like everyone's like using those words interchangeably and they're not the same. They are not the same. And if you were able to identify the difference between a tantrum and a meltdown, your life would get a lot easier. And the way in which you handle them would get a lot easier. So what are we doing today on Dr. B's podcast? Ding, ding, ding. I'm giving you the big differences. I'm telling you what a tantrum is, what a meltdown is, and how to support both of them, okay? First and foremost, want you to know that tantrums and meltdowns are normal, And yeah, we have them as adults. And they show up for our kids. They show up for adults. They show up for kids. They show up for everyone. And to think that we're just like, (laughs) we're not having them is total, just like denial, okay? So first, let me tell you what a tantrum is, okay? A tantrum is goal-driven and somewhat, I don't love saying this because there's always emotions underneath the behavior but somewhat at times attention-seeking. Maybe they need some love. Maybe they need some attention, okay? Goal-driven means they know what they want, okay? Let me say that again. They know what they want. They want an extra popsicle. They want more screen time. They want more snuggles with you. They don't want to go to the XYZ party or they don't want to wear the floral rainbow butterfly shirt or whatever the heck it is. Like they know. Or maybe they want to wear the same pajamas. Kids like, I'm sure you have, I'm sure you're listening and you're like, yep, my kid does this. But maybe you have the kiddo who hands down needs to wear the same damn pajamas every single night. And you're like, you don't understand. Like you peed in them last night. There is no humanly way possible for me to go to work, fold the laundry, do all the things and get these back on your body. You are going to have to sleep in the turtle pajamas tonight. Your butterfly ones will show up tomorrow. Like it is really okay, right? Like 
there is a reason why they're having this tantrum, okay? They feel like they need some sense of control. And so that's why they're having the tantrum. No joke. It's a tantrum if the behavior stops when the desired outcome is reached. So I want my butterfly pajamas. Fine. Watch more TV. I'll go throw them in the dryer. You'll have them in 15 minutes. Okay, mommy. Love you. Right. Like, boom, done. I want another piece of dessert. I'm so hungry. I want a snack. I want it. Here, just take the snack. Boom. It's over. Like what? That you guys like that is why. That's why like. They do it. They do it because they know if they do it enough, like they're smart, like they are smart. Another example. Let's give you some like adult examples. I don't know why you didn't give me chocolate. It's Valentine's Day. Like, what were you thinking? I asked for flat. Like, I want that. I want all of a sudden, end of the day, someone walks in with flowers and chocolate and you're like, thank you. Right? Like, Tantrum's over. You're not frustrated, pounding, and rolling over and like, don't touch me at the end of the night. Another example, love this example. So let's say you or your partner, let's say your partner, let's say your partner was just sick with a cold and you did like all the things. You're like, I made you chicken noodle soup. You didn't have to handle the kids all weekend. You got some extra rest. I made sure they didn't bother you. I slept in the guest room. Like, You got the bed to yourself. I made sure you had some Gatorade and all the things. And then all of a sudden, you get the freaking cold that your partner just had schnarfing, you know, the other day. And now you're like, where in the actual F-U-C-K is my chicken noodle soup? Like, this is bullshit. Like, I want the soup too. If I have to get up and still do laundry when I have a cold, but you get the whole weekend off, like, that's not cool. That's a tantrum. I know you're going to think of all the other things and you're going to be like, but yeah, I did make the soup and I did let them have a break and I should get that too. Guess what? You're a grown adult. If you want the soup or if you want the break, ask for it. Now, I know we wish sometimes our partner just gave it to us and thought of all the things, but If you need those things and you're really sick and you're not requesting them and you're just pouting, it's a tantrum. I love you. Like, I love you. I love you for being here. Please don't hang up the phone. But like, it's a tantrum. Okay? So tantrums usually don't last long. Why? Because a lot of times as parents, we give in. And we're like, fine, just have more goldfish. I just can't stand it right now. I just need peace and quiet. Right? Like, we just just do. Or we find a solution to help make the tantrum stop because you are so dysregulated and exhausted and depleted that you don't want to hear another thing about it. Why do you make 15 meals for your kids? Because it's easier to do it in silence than to listen to your child kick and scream on the floor because the ketchup is touching the carrot and you need a different plate, right? Like you'd rather just have 15 plates on the table like you just would look I get it okay like I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm Cinderella and Mary Poppins and all the things over here I'm just a a single solo widowed widowed parent trying to make it here like I want you to know I'm not judging like I get it I very much get it okay the biggest thing with a tantrum is that the child is so lucid and aware they know what they're requesting they know what they want 
Like if there's one thing I can help you understand is in a tantrum, just know that they know what they want. Just know. Yeah, usually they desire an audience, right? They like need someone to be listening or think about the chicken noodle soup. It's like, that's no fun if you're like pouting in the corner thinking to yourself and you're like snarfing in the Kleenex and you're like, I need a chicken. Like if no one's there, what's the point, right? You need an audience to be like, I asked for the flowers. Like I asked, now where are they? Okay, yes, that's a whole other topic. More than allowed to have your feelings, okay? More than allowed to have the feelings that the chicken noodle soup doesn't come. But we are adults. We are, we've been through lots of life experience, a lot more than our children, years and years. Now, I say this a lot. At what point did someone hand you a golden ticket and say, congratulations, here's your diploma, you're now an adult? That's like, doesn't happen, right? It just doesn't. So it's okay if you have tantrums. And it's more than okay if you have meltdowns. I will give you examples of that as well, okay? I want you to know I am not shaming you for those tantrums. I have them too. We are totally allowed. But it's the feeling underneath it that we as adults need to make sure that we're showing up for the party and stating and sharing and going there. Yeah, like, hey, partner, I feel like crap. I've got a cold. I really need to lay down. Can you take the kids out the house for a few hours? Like that's saying, this is how I feel. This is what I need. Hey, lover, I feel like crap. Remember how I made you chicken noodle soup? Yeah? Yeah. Could you warm some of that up for me? That would feel so good. I have to go lay down. I, I like, I can't breathe out of my right nostril and I'm just having a day. Sure, honey. Like if you don't ask for it, if you don't ask for it, you may not get it, right? Now, if you ask for it and you don't get it, that's a whole nother shebang, okay? Whole nother shebang. But instead of like pouting in the quarter, just feeling resentment and anger and all the different things, like ask for what you want. Heck, at least our kids ask for the pajamas or, or the extra snack or the dessert or to go to Sally's house when you know they're exhausted and beat and having a tantrum in the middle of the parking lot at school because you're like, sorry, honey, you've got to come home and get some rest. Like, you know, like I will say my probably my biggest tantrum Mom, I hope you're listening. The biggest tantrum I ever had, ever had, was I think it was senior year of high school. And I had my first boyfriend, very short-lived, around that time. And it was so interesting and fun to be like, oh my gosh, I finally have a boyfriend. And he broke up with me. And then my mom and dad wanted me to go on this retreat, this community retreat with my synagogue that we all went on for confirmation or maybe, I don't know, maybe it wasn't senior year. Confirmation was 10th. So maybe it was then. Anyway, minor detail. Either way, he broke up with me. My parents were like, okay, you're going on this retreat. The, the rest of my Sunday school class went and it's just what they wanted me to do. Well, the ex, yes, I said the ex, asked me to go to either homecoming or prom. I don't remember which one it was. And I cannot, like, I could close my eyes right now. Think of a young Brooke with, like, really frizzy, somewhat uncomfortably awkward hair and big teeth that she hadn't quite grown into yet. And I'm, like, flailing my body. Yes, I didn't know if my hair was straight or curly at that point. It was a freaking frizzy mess. Like flailing 
my body onto my parents' bed. And I was like, and like the snot and the tears and the, oh, like, please, you're ruining my life. And like, I couldn't stop. Like, hello, did you not get the part of the story where this guy broke up with me, yet he somehow wanted to go to the prom or homecoming or something with me? And I was like, please, like, it's, we're gonna get back together. We never got back together, by the way. And I didn't go to the prom or homecoming. I went to the Jewish whatever thing my parents wanted me to go to. And you know what? It was really okay. But I had that audience. I was flailing and I, like, Whew, it was it was a whole thing. It was a thing. But like doing it in my room, that would have been like, like who would have seen that? That would have been like a waste of energy. Time, energy, emotions, theatrics, like all of it. Yeah, like I just, oh my God, I like threw myself on the floor in my parents' bedroom. They had like, I don't know, maroon or navy blue carpet. Like I, I just, I just went berserk. But that is a tantrum. It's a full-blown tantrum. When you have a tantrum, you can communicate. You can communicate, meaning I could very much say what my parents were doing to me and and begging them and, and telling them they were going to ruin my life and I had to go and we were working things. I don't even know what the hell I was saying, but all in all, you can communicate when you're having a tantrum, okay? There's for sure tons and tons of frustration. So when your little one is having a tantrum, they are going to get on the floor, bang their heels in and just like lose it. They are because they don't necessarily know how to go to their partner and say, hi, dear, I'd really like some chicken noodle soup. I feel slighted or I feel really sick or what, you know, what I, whatever I mean, like they're gonna show you all the ways. And what we do as parents is, I've said, like, that's why they get so many freaking snacks. Like, I get that question so often. Why does my child snack all the time? Why do they keep asking for snacks? Why do they keep asking for snacks? Yes, this podcast is not about that. I will do one on emotional eating. But think about it. Your child's having some sort of emotion, okay? Usually, we don't recognize that we've got, like, butterflies in our stomach for anxiety or, like, there's always something going on internally. And so they don't necessarily know what it is that's going on. We have to teach them, which is, like, exactly what I do with my parents. All about that later in another podcast. But but for them, they don't recognize that those butterflies are anxiety, stress, and emotion. They think it's hunger. And unless we talk them through those feelings... (laughs) we're teaching them that that's what it is. That's how emotional eating comes to fruition with so many. Yeah, like if you don't want your child to have another snack and you want them to eat dinner, it's okay to be in the driver's seat and say no. Yeah, now we can move through that. I always work on logic and emotion brain. The emotion brain is the right side of your body. The logic brain is on the left side, okay? So we have to do whole brain parenting. We have to support both. And I will go into a little bit of that in a little bit, okay? Let's discuss what a meltdown is, okay? There is a serious, serious difference. And I will give you, of course, awesome, awesome. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'll have to give you one of myself. And I promise you I will. Um, But awesome meltdowns, right? Like, let's discuss them. There is no 
goal-driven, attention-seeking, like nothing. This is a response to feeling so overwhelmed. So tantrums, by the way, hands down can lead into a meltdown. I get asked that so often. Well, can a tantrum start as a tantrum and then lead to a meltdown? Yes. So the perfect example of this is, let's say, and I'm sure your kid has done this because mine, I don't think they've done it in a while. Thank goodness. Like, I just don't know if I have the emotional capacity to handle that. But remember the time when like you cooked a chicken quesadilla and you cut it like a typical normal chicken quesadilla and then they just threw themselves on the floor because they wanted it cut into four pieces, but then they said they wanted three, but then they also said six, but they also wanted the edges cut off. But then they said that that was too much chicken, but then all of a sudden they wanted the white and orange cheese, not just the orange cheese. And then all of a sudden they said that they asked for no chicken and they just wanted cheese. Like that, that's a meltdown. Do you see how I just gave you so many plethora of things? I know you've been there where you're like, I just cut your sandwich in half. They're like, but I wanted to cut at the corner. You're like, so you wanted triangles rather than rectangles. I can guarantee you that the jelly and peanut butter will taste the same no matter which way you cut the effing sandwich. Like, it just will. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, I know you've been there plenty, plenty of times. Have you ever been there where the bag, the bag is ripped open wrong? Damn, that's a doozy. Like, I'm sorry. Just walk away. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to tell you all the things. But maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll get through that. We will get to that point, okay? Don't walk away. Just Dr. B's jokes. Anyway, that, that is a meltdown, okay? There is a complete lack of control. There's no desired outcome. The behavior does not cease in response to attention, right? If you're like, oh, honey, let me get, let me, like if you touch them, they're going to flip out. Yeah, don't, (laughs) service announcement, don't touch them. Like don't, yeah, no joke. Like they don't want to be touched during this time. Like they are completely dysregulated is what it is, okay? Completely. Like I said, in the tantrums, they're able to communicate. They're very aware of their surroundings. They have very good, you know, goal-driven needs and, and, and wants. A meltdown is like they cannot control their brain and their body, okay? And within that, I don't want you to try and stop it, okay? Because that meltdown needs to happen, Let's go into adult form. Have you ever had those days where things just didn't go well at home or with your partnership or at work or with your kids or you're overexhausted and you've been running and running and running and running on E and all of a sudden, maybe it's like close to your time of the month or whatever it is and you're you're having one of those days where you're like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just crying and I just can't. I just, uh. like, and, and then it's like you'd finally get you know, a friend on the phone or your partner on the phone and you're, you don't know what the hell you're saying or what it, you're like, I don't know. And then the, it's like catastrophizing everything, but it's like all good stuff that you just needed to say out loud and flush out. And then what happens at the end? You're like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel so much better. No joke. I call a meltdown a rainbow with a pot of gold at the end of it. You could also call it the storm and then the rainbow appears at the end, right? But I like the the hump of the rainbow, if you will, because it could start like a tantrum and then all of a sudden it escalates 
and you don't know how long it's going to escalate for, it could get pretty darn bad. You just don't quite know. You've got to ride out the storm, okay? And then all of a sudden, we'll make a shift downward, and then boom, your child will just all of a sudden be done. And it's one of those moments where you look at like a partner or a friend or a nanny or someone who else is with you, and you're like, well, shit, where did you come from? Like, all of a sudden, you love me, kid? Like, what the hell's gone? Like, what? Like, huh? You're, you're like dumbfounded. You're like, how the hell did that end? Like, what? Like, and, and think about it. Usually, if you don't know the difference between a tantrum and a meltdown, if you've been in that situation before where you've tried to cut the sandwich in 15,000 different directions and it just didn't work and they're still having a meltdown and then you get through it and you're trying, you're trying, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's over. And they're like, hi, mommy. And you're like, what? Like, huh? Like, who? Like, I don't understand. I don't know what fixed it. I don't know what started that. I don't know what prompted it. I don't know what they needed. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, but it just happened and it's now over. And like, thank God it's over because I need a break. Like, no joke. Okay. That is a meltdown. There is a pot of gold waiting for you at the end. So the same way I told you, don't touch them. Like, it's not going to work. Don't try to fix it. Like after the second or third cut of the sandwich, or, or maybe like, I don't know, let's talk about like clothing. They've tried on 15 different pairs of socks. Just look, forget it. They don't have to wear socks today. Let their feet smell with the shoes and wash them later. Like just let it be. Like what I'm saying is in a meltdown, this is a state that no matter what, when you are crying and having one of those days or you are just absolutely losing your ever loving mind and you just lose it and you're screaming, I've had it. You're just like, you're like, uh, that was an out of body experience. Like, just allow it, like just ride the waves. Because no matter what you do, how to try to fix it, this or that, like it's not, it's just not going to work. I know. I love you too, but it's just not. You'll get through it, schnookums. It's a promise, okay? Like it, you just will. <laughs> and no joke. Like I know it sucks. Trust me, I've been through it many, 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 many times. And I'm still around. I'm still there. I've got some more gray hair. Yes, I do for sure some wrinkles, but like I'm still around. Like I've got this. Like I'm, I, I powered through, right? Like you can do it, Captain. You have the power. Yeah. So no matter what, you know how I said usually there's a desired audience with the tantrum? The behavior continues without an audience. So like whether someone's there or not, you're still crying in the middle of your bed like, like you're just there, right? Same with your kiddos. Let's say you think it's a tantrum and a meltdown because you didn't know the difference until now. And then you're like, go to your room or you pick them up and you throw them in the room. And like, you're like, okay, this will show them like, they'll stop. They'll stop. They'll be done in like a minute or two. Like, yep. No, they're not getting the other piece of pie. Like whatever it is, they're still going at it. Like they are still going at it for like, it could be a while. I'm just letting you like meltdowns can last long. They absolutely can. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that they're unresponsive. When I said a tantrum is they can communicate. A meltdown is when you're like, here, here, I just made you the cheese quesadilla. Now you've got a chicken and a cheese and this one's cut in a dinosaur and this one's a heart. And I put, you know, extra bacon on it. So it looks like a smiley face. I don't know what you're doing at home, but I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. Like, no matter what, it didn't fix it. They're unresponsive. So in the same way for you, if you're having a total meltdown, no matter what someone tries to do, you're just going to still cry. You're just going to still lose it. You're, you're completely offline. You hands down are dysregulated, okay? It's a complete and utter dysregulation of your nervous system. And the reason 
that there's a pot of gold at the end of that meltdown is because your child or you needed that to happen. And let's put this into terms with, I'll first do it with adults, okay? If you're like, I don't know why I'm crying, and it happens every now and then, right? You're one of those, it's like, I'm not a crier. I don't do that. But every now and then I'll have like, oh gosh, it's just one of those days. And it's just like, it catches me off guard. And like, it's miserable and I hate it and it's frustrating. And yeah, every few months it happens. Okay, that's probably because all along the way, you're not allowing your emotions to come out and show through. You're holding it all in until literally there's an explosion. Okay, same with your kiddos. If they, you know, didn't get enough sleep or you're traveling and then you're getting back home and then you're back to school and then, or, or they didn't get great meals or this or that, like they're hangry and they're also tired and then it turned from a tantrum into a meltdown and the whole day's shot and this, and like there's a reasoning behind how it came to fruition into a meltdown. Yeah. So the best thing to do is regulate yourself on a consistent basis all the time, right? So that's why I talk to you about saying, how do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? Well, if you feel frustrated that you're not getting the chicken noodle soup and you're not saying anything and you're just like huffing and puffing, eventually you're going to blow up with your partner and being like, I didn't get the flowers and you gave me nothing for my birthday and, and I always have to be with the kids and you always get time off and I'm this and that, like it's going, it's going to happen. Like it just is. But if you're saying it all along the way and having the hard conversations or discussions or feelings and emotions all along the way, you're regulating yourself and supporting your brain and your body in real time. Okay. Now children don't know how to do this. We have to support them and teach them. Adults never learned how. So what I do is I help the parents understand how to support their tantrums, how to support their meltdowns, and how to take care of them, regulate themselves. And they see and feel how good it feels to do it like in real time in the moment that they start learning that it's so beneficial to be doing this with their children so that their children can become emotional, mature, emotionally intelligent humans as, quote, early as possible, right? So that we can have some cute little beings who understand how to support themselves rather than you needing to get snack after snack after snack and meltdown and tantrum and I need, I need, I need, I need, I need for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. So I want to also talk about, there's about five, okay, five different things that make up a tantrum and a meltdown. Okay. So both of them, there's frustration. Both of them, they're going to act out. Both of them is lack of skills in terms of how to support themselves emotionally, okay? This is a product of not being able to share emotions. Now, I already said that we as adults have the tantrum. So it's not like we as adults necessarily know how to talk through our tantrums as well. But you can. You can talk through them. It might feel uncomfortable, but... It is what's needed, especially in a partnership with your children, with your in-laws, with your parents, with your friends, with like with everyone. It's so important to have the hard conversations. In tantrums and meltdowns, a lot of things feel misunderstood. Okay, that's another one where it's like, okay, not quite sure what's going on here, but like I need this or I need that. And I'm maybe not sure why I'm having all this frustration or like I don't really know, but there's something going on. 
Okay. And then the last one is it's signaling an, a need. Yeah. You either want something, you either need something, or your body is just craving something. Okay. Hands down, they're signaling a need. Now, how do you handle a tantrum versus a meltdown? Okay. One tantrum, you can remain in the driver's seat. You can hold boundaries with your children, which is the logic side of the brain, and also ask them how they feel. And I know the next question for you is going to be, well, what if they don't know how they feel? Yeah, give them two options. Do you feel happy or do you feel frustrated? That's when we're teaching them. They're not going to know it. I know it's like, why don't they understand this? It's because we need to teach them. Parenting is hard. Like parenting is really, really hard. We are teachers of our children. We're not maybe teaching them the ABCs and one, two, threes. School's handling that. Maybe you are. Maybe you're homeschooling. But like the emotional stuff, the big stuff, like that's on us. And there's so much going on in this world. And there's so much, so little time, I should say, that we just think it's kind of going to happen. It's just going to show up. It's not. And if you're having tons of tantrums and meltdowns and not knowing how to support yourself through them, it's because maybe your parents, no digs to them, but maybe your parents didn't know how to teach you how to feel this stuff as well. Yeah, like we have to be able to tune into our brain, our body and how it's functioning. Otherwise, you're completely abandoning your brain and your body. And that is not good for your mental health. That is not good for your overall long-term health. Like it's not. Chronic illness is like, I mean, I think one in three people have some sort of chronic illness these days. Like we are all surviving and trying so hard to be perfect. And it's like the Botox and the perfect hair and the, hey, Sally, and the, oh, we're just going to gymnastics and then swimming and thising and natting and then also be like, yes, I'm totally regulated, but I just want a glass of wine and I'm just about to cry, right? Like, it's it's just a facade. Like, if you saw Sally in the in the carpool line, you're like, I'm just having a shit day. This is how I feel. Like, get it out. Like, Sally's probably having the same thing. Like she probably is. Instead of having a tantrum of like, I need a glass of wine, you're saying this is how I feel and I don't feel good today. You're allowing yourself to feel it and that's scary to feel it. But that is human emotion. And that's what we're here to do is be humans, not robots, not picture perfect, caked on makeup, wanna be, I don't know what's like, I, I don't know. And I'm not judging. Like, if you love the makeup and the hair and the boats, I am not judging. I'm not. Like, go do your thing. Like, go do it. Like, live it up. Like, have at it. But the reason that I say those things is because you're, if you're pushing, if you're pushing yourself to do all these things and be all these people and it's effing exhausting and you're tantruming and you're melting down and you cannot handle your children's tantrums and meltdowns, something's not going well. It's just not. You're probably waking up thinking, God, here goes another day. All right, let's hope I can make it through. And I'm saying that because I've been there. Like I have been there where I'm like, oh gosh, like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Oh, here we go. Another tantrum. Now, I've told you how to handle tantrums, right? Logic brain, state the boundary, but also ask them how they feel, right? Like first and foremost, allow them to have their feelings. Let them just word vomit it out. Thank you so much for sharing. Like innately, listen, don't shut them down. 
When you are having a tantrum, I want your friends or partnership, I want you to be able to have someone who can be like, yeah, it's more than okay to feel that way. Like, let it out. Like, just let it rip. Not, oh, it'll be fine. Like, no. Like, just let them know that you are a safe space to share, even if it's a hot mess express. I don't care if you need earplugs. Like, just, yeah. Like, let them have it. Let them at it. Like, just do it. Yeah. And then you can say, thank you so much for sharing. I really wish you could have the butterfly pajamas tonight. But what I can do is I can wash them tonight and they will be all fresh and clean for you tomorrow because mommy doesn't want you to smell like pee-pee. Yeah, like I'm giving it to them in a fantasy so they feel like there's some sense of control, but yet you're in the driver's seat and we're not buckling. Like we're not, we're not doing the laundry at 8.30 at night. We're just not. Like I'm not there for that. No thank you check please like no now if there's a meltdown going on it's quite easy to support that because there's nothing you can do to stop the behavior like it's there's just nothing yeah so we support I love you mommy's right here I'm not going anywhere I love you daddy's right here I love you like just simply support now if they get physical that's where we intervene okay if you have to physically pick them up to take them into a safe space that is okay I have before scooped mine up, walked all the way upstairs while telling them, I love you. Like, mommy's right. Like, I love you. Mommy's right here. Keep breathing, mommy. You're good. Like, you're a good mommy. Yeah. Like, placing them in their room. If you would like to stay in their room and you feel safe, great. Do so. Don't try to talk to them. Don't try to justify. Don't try to fix it. Just ride the wave. Like, just ride it out. Yeah. I Like, bring your knitting. Like, Lay down on the ground and read a book, like stare at the wall. Think of it as a nice break for a moment for you. I know they're screaming and I know it's stimuli to your ears and all the things, but like don't allow their meltdown to set you off because there's nothing you can do to fix that. So take it as like a, okay, like I see what this is. I'm going to support them. I'm not going to try and fix it because it's not going to be, it's not fixable. Yeah. And with both of these tantrums and meltdowns, like don't fix don't fix the hunger or the butterflies in the stomach. Don't fix. Like, do what feels best and right for you. It is okay for your children to feel discomfort. It's their brain growing through stress. It's their brain growing to know that they are still loved. They're still well taken care of, but they don't always get what they want. It's okay. More than okay. And I know that's so uncomfortable for you. That's when you get to go speak to your loved ones and your partnerships or your friends and family and say, I feel really frustrated. I just had a really hard night with Johnny. He just, oh gosh, can you just listen for a little bit? Like you get to have your feelings around all of it. You do. So if you don't feel safe going back to if they're physical, if you don't feel safe when they are, when you place them in their room for like a calm moment to help them get through the rainbow And then we'll get to the pot of gold, right? It's okay to sit outside the room. Now, what I would prefer you do is not leave. They need to know that they're loved. They need to know that there's comfort there. They need to know that they're not doing this alone, especially at this age of life. They just need to. Think about when you're having like that meltdown. You're like, I just need to call someone. And like you call a few people and you're like, no one's picking up. I have no one. And then it's like catastrophizing. Like I I have no friends. I have no, like, yeah. Like we want them to know you're there. So sit right outside the room. I love you. Like every few minutes, I love you. I love you. 
mommy's not going anywhere. Daddy's right here. I love you. I have done this before while playing Candyland with my other son outside of the room. Now for meltdowns, don't try to end it too early with the like, oh, can we be done? Like, oh my God, just let it, let it, let it lie. Sometimes we'll even fall asleep. But like, are you ready? Are you ready to talk? If they're like, no, you're like, okay, right? Like we're not going to push anything. Or if they're like, yes, I'm ready. It's like, ooh, I'm not quite sure about that. Okay, love. Yeah. Sometimes they don't want to talk face to face. Sometimes they don't want to debrief at that moment. If you're going to debrief after the meltdown, make sure it's like a great moment. I don't care if you wait till the end of the night, but just make sure that like we have flushed that out. Because there's just no point. There's no point in you wasting your breath. There's no point in trying to reconnect. There's no, like, none of that. Now, my favorite thing to do at the end of a meltdown, even if we don't debrief what happened, which for me individually, I'd prefer to, like, nip it in the bud, do it all in one fell swoop and, like, ride the weight. Like, ride it till we're flying high with gold chips from the pot of gold. Like, I'm, I'm there. I'm in it to win it. Yeah. Have the conversation. Talk about all the things. How do you feel? I want you to talk about your feelings. I feel, right? Or like, I feel like that was really hard. Like, whew, I'm tired, right? Like, allow yourself to have your feelings. Let them have theirs. I call all of this the mommy moment where it's like, or daddy moment, excuse me. Mommy moment for me. Um, But I enjoy having the conversation, debriefing, and then I have them look me in the eye at the very end when we're done communicating. I don't shame, P.S., any of the behavior, none of it. Like, don't shame. Just allow them to have their feelings, feel seen and feel heard. You get to have yours. Say if that was hard or whatever it is, like, and just let it be done, yeah? And then eyes, I love you. And the reason that I do eyes is because I feel... Number one, hands down, we don't make enough eye contact with our children, with our partnerships, with our friends, with our family, with our bosses. Like, we just don't. We don't. Like, we just simply don't look people in the eye. And like, if you took a night and you went out with your girlfriends and you were like, I'm going to see how much I look people in the eye, you would be shocked. Like, you don't. Like, you're talking as your eyes are like roaming around or this or that. And then you, it's a way of like thinking as you're talking. Yeah. I, raising boys, particularly for me, I want my children to feel so confident one day. It's a personal goal, yeah? Like I want them to feel so confident looking someone in the eyes and being like, I love you. Like I'm so proud to be able to look you in the eye and tell you I love you. And I don't care who it is, if it's a friend or a potential partner. Like I I just want them to feel like they have that confidence to do that. And so I used to... I'm giggling because Charlie, my older one, when we would do it, he would like say, I love. And then he would look up in the corner of his eye for you. So he'd be like, I love you. And like, he'd like, his eyes would like trail off. And I'd be like, like, mm, like, let's one more time. (laughs) And he'd be like, okay, I love you. I was like, I know I love you too. And then we would do a three second hug. So it's giving them the deep pressure they need. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And then we're done. Yeah, so then they've gotten some deep pressure for them to feel safe, for them to realign their nervous system, yeah? And then we've also reconnected and had that beautiful moment, okay? Now, hands down, one of the best and biggest piece of advice I can give you is if you can 
touch them or if they're willing to touch themselves, like even putting your, putting your hand on your chest and getting them to breathe or having them touch your hands, not grasping and clenching and holding like, a, like you're holding hands, but just like one on top of each other. Yeah. The touch will allow them to get regulated the fastest. But if you can't do that, do not force it. Don't force it. Allow them to move through it. They will get there. Okay. They will get there. And the biggest number one tip I'm going to leave you with, like number one tip I'm going to leave you with is I want you to remind yourself in these moments, because now that I've given you all this information, you're like, yeah, but like I'm frustrated. I don't want to deal with all this. Cool. Don't do it. Give them the extra piece of bread. I don't care. Like if you need to take care of yourself first and foremost in that moment and you're like, Dr. B, I got nothing left today. Cool. I support you. You need to give him the phone? Like, sure. Like, do what you got to do. Yeah, don't always default to that. But if there's days where you're like, I can't, don't do it. Like, I think that the reason that so many of us fail or feel like we're failing in parenthood is because we think that in order to succeed, we have to show up that way every freaking time or you suck. That's just it. Like, you got to do it every time or no time at all. And that's not the case, right? We ebb and flow. Sometimes we have more energy than others. Sometimes we're more soft and gentle and lovey with our kids. Sometimes we're like, oh, I just have to set these boundaries. Like, it's okay because what ends up happening, in my opinion, is that that ebb and flow allows there to be breathing room and allows there to be some wiggle room of like, we're not so rigid, but sometimes we're this way and sometimes we're that way. But going back to... My biggest piece of advice is yes, if you can't do it, don't show up. Like it's okay not to show up. But when you are choosing to show up for the tantrum or the meltdown, I want you like all in. I want you to like put the boxing gloves on and like the cape and like, like, I don't know, like bounce around, like have a theme song, like, like Rocky, like be, be in it, like do it. Like the thing to tell yourself over and over and over when you're sitting outside of the room and you're playing Candyland with the other one and you're missing some play date that you had already booked or I don't know what, right? Like, or the, the babysitter's downstairs and it was like an ideal time to have a freaking, you know, girl's night out or whatever it is. Like, I'm doing this now so I don't have to do this later. I'm doing this now so I don't have to do this later. And the reason I'm telling you that is because if your children know what to expect and you show up like that as consistently as you can, as you can, okay, as you can, okay again if you can't all the time but if you can show up consistently your children will know what's expected of them your children will build and create those patterns of knowing that mommy or daddy is in the driver's seat for this tantrum and I'm not going to always get my way with the butterfly pajamas or I'm not going to always get you know the extra goodies or the treats or the the extra lovies whatever it is like mommy and daddy are doing this now so they don't have to do it later. So you don't have to do it later. And I literally used to tell myself that when I was doing these things with a two-year-old. I was like, I'm doing this now so I don't have to do this later because it will show up later. I think we all know it's like when we're walking on eggshells, like when is the next time we're going to turn around and they're going to just melt down in the middle of Target because we didn't get them the extra glitter feathered pen, whatever it is, right? Like, just do it. Forget about the lurking eyes at the birthday party when your kiddo is begging to do X, Y, Z. Like whatever it is and wherever it is, if you have the stamina 
and the emotional capacity, do it, do it. And all those people looking, that's their own, like, don't even get me started. It's like, would you, would you, would you care to partake? Like, would you care to? Because I don't particularly want to buy my child peanut M&Ms for the fifth time at Target. So if, if you want to help out, like, like, great. Like, I'm looking for sitters. Like, cool. But if not, like, like, put your nose in the phone and, and leave me alone. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, like, it's none of their business. Like, forget about all of them and trust in yourself of like, I know how I'm dealing with this. I'm a good parent. I know what I'm doing. I got the box and gloves on and I'm in it to win it and I'm doing it now so I don't have to do it later. And the more consistent you are, the first time you show up and give it to them in a fantasy, I really wish I could give this to you, but they're going to start all over again. I Cool. Actively listen again. Like repeat, rinse and repeat until they stop. No joke. Like I had to do this with Eli probably the first time, probably three whole things through. Oh, thank you so much. How do you feel right now? I mean, I, what I really, you know, I could put this up on there and we can save it for later. And da, 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 da. I really wish I could give this to you. And uh, like right back into it. And finally, by the third time, he's like, okay. And like, we were done. And then we did it again the next day. And it was like, okay, we went through that twice. And then maybe the third day, it was like, oh, that was a doozy. We did that four times. Okay. I, I need a break. The next day, it was like one time done. Promise. Like no joke. So your children will get used to you saying no. Your children will get used to you being in the driver's seat. Your children will get used to, I don't know what I want to call it, like the disappointment for them. Like they will be, they will be okay. If you don't want your kiddos eating all the snacks, they will be okay if you say no. Allow them to have their feelings. Don't stop them. Don't be like, enough. Like don't, like, no, like they're humans. Like they've got emotions, right? They can want things. And have emotions. We're not going to say, sure, you can want something, but quiet. Like you can want that quietly. Like it may not be that easy. So my best piece of advice to you is I'm doing this now so I don't have to do this later because their brains are malleable and you're building and creating patterns. But if you can't show up to the party, take it off your plate. Yeah? So... This has been a huge deep dive into tantrums versus meltdowns. I've given you like the nitty gritty on or like a a very abridged version, if you will, in terms of how to handle them. Yeah, I have a workshop that will be coming out on my website very, very soon that dives deeper into this. Okay, this is not the whole point of the podcast is to plug this. I'm just telling you if this is a huge part of your life is these meltdowns and tantrums, because if your kiddos are sensitive Highly sensitive children have tons and tons and tons of meltdowns. If your child has some sensory stuff going on, you may want to learn more about this. Yeah, I want you to know that that is coming and available to you. I hope that it will be supportive to you. And I hope that we can dive deeper into understanding the sensory system, especially in meltdowns. Yeah, but I really hope that this was like the bomb.com in terms of Great information, simple and easy for you guys to understand. Now you have the bandwidth to really, really tap into, okay, is this a tantrum or is this the meltdown? And support your children all along the way and yourself. Yeah. And keep breathing. Like keep breathing when you're telling yourself, I'm doing this now. I'm doing this now so I don't have to do this later. I'm doing this now so I don't have to do this. No joke. Like I used to do that all the time. Because it's not always easy. 
And I'm not going to give you like tons of advice or tips and tricks and then be like, you should be able to do this. Like, come on. Like, it's not that easy. So I really hope this helped. And I really look forward to hearing all the juicy feedback and details on how it's going at home. And if this has helped blow your mind, hopefully on like, oh my gosh, I get it. Like, that's my hope. And like I said, there is just not enough information out there for people to know that there is a difference between tantrums and meltdowns. So help a mama out and share this information with another parent, a dad, anything so that they can know they're not alone and they can learn this information too. So until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.